just want to be famous. So, Neely, tell everyone what this podcast is about. Well, Kasim, it's all the stuff we absolutely love and loathe about the hospitality and digital industry. It's topical, fun, and of course, controversial, and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. Oh, and we'll also be sharing some real business knowledge bombs too. What a load of bollards. Hello and welcome to another episode of What a Load of Bollards. My name is Kasim Majid and I'm here with my co-host, Neely Khan from Neely There. Neely, say hello. Hello. How are you, Kasim? I'm very well, thank you. I'm a bit tired. Are you? I am a little bit tired. Yeah, it's Ramadan, so Mm. I'm getting up at like two o'clock in the morning, Mm. having something to eat and then uh, kind of not going back to sleep. Um, it is tough, isn't it? Like, it is just tough. the lack of eating, which just yeah, it really disrupts your sleep, doesn't it? It, it does. It mm. does. Um, yeah, you do get a lack of sleep, but um, it's all for a, for a, for a purpose, isn't it? It is. It's all about. It is. Yeah. Have been at one with yourself. Yeah. And kind of thinking about people that are less fortunate. A than month you. of blessings. Yeah. We've had a long break, actually, haven't we, since our last podcast? We have because we've been really, really busy, and yeah. um, I know you've been really busy with some new clients, etc. I have, and then I turned thirty. You. Oh my God! Yes, you I turned did. the big 30. three-o. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel being thirty? It wasn't quite as daunting as everybody else made it out to be. I'm so happy, actually, to yeah. have left my twenties behind. And you know what? I feel like this new sense of like I feel really grown up. Do you? All of a sudden, now that I'm thirty, yeah. Mm, it's a shame mm. you don't behave, grown up. No, you know, sometimes. no. No, I think I think I do. I've made some changes. I don't think you do. Do you think? Yeah. Well, no. I'm just saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've been busy with good things. Though. But a quick Being question. Productive. I know yeah. we're going to the podcast and we yeah. digress, but just a quick one. When I turned thirty. Uh, it was probably one of the most depressing days of my life. Uh, you told me. You told me that literally two days before I turned thirty. Yeah, because it was. Well, it was like. You know. It was like. Um, my twenties were over, mm. and the other thing. When, the other thing is, I don't know if you feel this. Mm-hmm. When you're at thirty, forty seems so close. I whereas, have to agree with that. Whereas when you're at twenty, thirty seems like. Like whatevs. Like I'll deal with that when it comes. Yeah. But then when you turn thirty, you know it's coming. Yes, yeah. but. Um, but on my 29th birthday party, mm-hmm. not 30th, my 29th mm-hmm. birthday, I digress again. Mm-hmm. Um, David Beckham came to my birthday party. Oh, was that your 29th? Yes. Oh, I thought that was your 30th. That was my 29th. And I'm going to digress again and say, did you know I was born in the same hospital as David Beckham? Were you? Yeah, Whips Cross Hospital in London. Oh, yeah. wow. It's cool. David Beckham, yeah, it was David Beckham, but he was at the same place that I was. At. We had, I'd hired this place out and he turned up with the Manchester United football team. Wow, you, you couldn't take selfies back then, right? Back then, when you were, 30, <laughs> <laughs> when you were 29, yeah. That's a shame. No, you couldn't take selfies, mm. no. But, um, Did you get yeah. a photo, though? I can't remember. Could you take photos back then? Or? I think I was a bit inebriated, <laughs> so I can't really remember. Okay, but okay. That was, a, that was a different Cassim. A different Cassim. Yeah. It was many, many years ago. <laughs> it was many years ago. <laughs> So today our podcast nearly. Yeah, it's a good one because we're talking about actually a very, very important topic that I don't think enough of us speak about, cash yeah, flow. cash flow in any mm-hmm. business, but obviously in the agency land, mm-hmm. in hospitality industry, mm-hmm. you see it a lot. Um, cash flow is king. Or queen. Cash flow is queen. There's no reason why cash flow can't be queen. We're all about diversity. We are all about diversity, yeah. yeah. So yeah, cash flow is queen, basically. And, and cash flow king. Or, or king. Yeah. Or whatever. But basically, we want to try and... We've got some advice and tips, haven't we, on how we could try and improve it. Yeah, so you might, you might yeah. be in a business and you, you mm. might have a... You know, might come towards a month and you're, you know, trying to chase down money yeah. and... 
and people haven't paid you That's and you've got money. It's when people don't pay you. It certainly is because you can't pay your staff and you mm-hmm. can't pay your suppliers because that's the knock-on effect of not being paid. Mm-hmm. And these are just probably our five tips on how you can better manage your cash flow because it is king or queen. <laughs> it's queen, yeah. Cash flow is queen. <laughs> yeah. I think that should, should be the name of the, 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 the podcast. Title. I, think, I think we've got our title actually. Yeah, because podcast. we were struggling with the title, weren't we? We were. Pack cash flow is queen or king. It just... It's like the whole content is king thing. I know this is not related to what we're speaking about, but it makes you question why these things can't be queens. So yeah, that's our title. Cash flow is queen. Yeah. Cash flow so is our five queen. tips. So five yeah. tips today. Starting with our first one, which is all about setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and nearly you've got some ideas around this, haven't you? Setting expectations with clients, proposal stages, that kind of thing. So let's dig straight into it. What do you think? So my first thing would be just to make it clear from the get-go your expectations. Um, so in terms of when to expect payments, um, you know what kind of payments you would be making, whether it's a 50% upfront, whether you're making payments in stages, and also what those stages look like, if that makes sense, or what the completion, what that piece looks like. <laughs> what that piece looks like, <laughs> We're back to the buzzwords. <laughs> but making that crystal clear from the get-go and yeah. then reminding your client of it consistently throughout um, throughout the project. Yes, it's quite yeah. interesting, actually, because in our agency, our digital agency, um, we don't have a set rule of thumb in terms of mm-hmm. how we um, stage payments. Yeah. These stage, stage payments... Mm-hmm. So sometimes it depends on the, the size of the project. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. If it's a larger we, amount. We, 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 try, so we, we try and be flexible in terms mm-hmm. of payments, mm-hmm. but we've got to make sure that our cash flow is, um, is good and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before in the past, it, it, you know, we've struggled and we've gone through all those things that, that startup businesses have gone through in the yeah. past. And obviously we're an established business now, but... You know, even even now you can have cash flow cash flow problems and anything. Yeah. But there's some certain mechanisms that we put in place, particularly around expectations. So in the proposal stage, we will say to clients, depending on the size of the project, typically we have a rule of thumb. If it's less than 10k, yeah. we'll take 50% up front, yeah. and then the rest will be over a stage payment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be 25 or 25, mm-hmm. or it might be 30. Mm-hmm. 20 and you make that clear we make that clear yeah. from the from the get-go but then sometimes even even some projects where there might be slightly less or sorry, less than 10k mm-hmm. it might be 30 mm-hmm. 30 yeah. 10 yeah sorry 30 30 30 and then 10 yeah. um, and that, that keeps a healthy cash the cash coming in mm. um, we have in the past taken all the money up front yeah I've done that in the past too which has its Advantages and disadvantages, actually, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. You get the money on front, but then sometimes that money just disappears. It disappears, and then the work keeps piling on and on. And again, that's because of a lack of you know, clear expectations being set. Um, yeah, so it's important to understand... It's so important to communicate the expectations to your customer to say, look, um, this is the deposit mm-hmm. that initiates the contracts... And that shows commitment from your side. That shows commitment from, from our side. And then we will put a project plan in place, particularly if it's a larger project. Yeah. Uh, with milestones in there. Mm-hmm. We're saying these are the milestones and these are the payment triggers for each of those milestones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be, let's say, if it's a, you know, tens of thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we will have an expectation to have 
um, payments made at yeah. certain delivery points. Yeah. I mean, it's so important to do. I think a lot of the time, sometimes what happens is actually that you're so keen to dive into the project that, you know, you it's so easy to not give that initial, those initial stages that much attention, but mm-hmm. it's the most important part, isn't it, of a project? Absolutely, yeah. it is. And when in the past where we've, um, particularly on the, the final part of the project, mm-hmm. where that's where the, a lot of the snagging and the changes, yeah. some changes happen, yeah. particularly if it's a web project, and that's part and parcel of what happens, um, we will deliver it to the specification and what we will do after that is saying, okay, we'll pay the final part mm-hmm. and then we'll do the snags. Yeah. Because the snags usually are changes to the mm-hmm. actual original si- mm-hmm. sign-off of the design. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's on our side, then we'll pick that up. Yeah. But it's having that, it's having that kind of making sure that you have that open and honest yeah. conversation and documenting it so that you've always got it to refer to at the end of the project yes should anything go wrong and then you've got something that you can go back to and say well, actually you know we dis- we agreed this exactly yeah. um there's always there's sometimes in the middle of projects where things change mm-hmm. and they might go on what we call a cr change request mm-hmm. that's completely Not off CR. Yeah, it's called a yeah. cr change request mm-hmm. um which completely take you off track um, and is something different to the functionality that's been agreed. Yeah. In that instance, we would get the client to pay for those changes mm-hmm. before they happen. And that's you know that's something that you can very simply you know go through if you have that clear proposal set in place. You and, know? And, and again, it's that it's that conversation with the client to yeah. say, actually, this is the change to what was originally agreed. Mm-hmm. If we do it this way, you're going, we're going to add another forty five hours to the to the to the project yeah. for this particular piece and then what they will do is they'll probably take a view on it and say well actually we don't want it like that Yeah, we want it the way you said yeah. we want it Yeah. so either either, but if they say they want it then in that instance I would make sure that you agree to get that money yeah. up front because it can become quite convoluted yeah yeah, in, absolutely. In yeah, well, I mean, the entire process is just about making it easier for both yourself and obviously the client. So expectations are so important. Yeah, managing them, managing them, documenting yeah, them. Yeah, it is a skill within itself. And particularly it? yeah. around payments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the payments should be documented of what stage a payment should be taken. Yeah, definitely having a record of it. So I think that that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it, with expectations. Yeah, and it does what it does mm. that will give you that will help you manage your cash flow yeah. a lot better. Yeah. So number two, point number two nearly. Number two is forecasting and the importance of doing it regularly. I know Kasim you say that businesses, business owners should be doing this daily actually. We forecast daily. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we forecast daily in our business is because I need to know what we're going to be invoicing, mm-hmm. what's completing, mm-hmm. and what's new on the books. Mm-hmm. So we have a very simple spreadsheet yeah. saying new projects, mm-hmm. existing projects, and um, what I would say completed projects. Yeah, and it's as simple as that, but it yeah. doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't it? So we, we can then mm. kind of forecast and understand what's coming up, yeah. what's happening, and what money's that we are going to be bringing in that month mm. um, or what monies we're going to be bringing in that day, that week. Yeah. Um, and it just allows us to pay our suppliers. Yeah, and yeah. it, it just keeps you in control of things, doesn't it? it? Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing it allows us to do is to react quickly or get on to proactive yeah. um, collection of money mm-hmm. or proactive um, sales, which we'll talk, talk mm-hmm. about a little bit 
later, proactive sales or sorry, proactive um, forecasting means that okay, we know there's a bit, a bit of money stuck because this project is taking a little bit longer than we first envisaged. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. we're not going to collect that final payment. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do mm-hmm. to collect payment to cover that yeah. gap? Yeah, you know exactly what it is that you need to be looking for. And actually, it's it's such a simple thing to do, actually. I think we overcomplicate it in our minds, but I bet it makes life so much easier, doesn't it? It does as well. Daily, yeah. It does daily, and then you get a pattern over you know, yeah. months, two months, three months, four months, six months. You can say, okay, well, when we have, let's say, 50 grand's worth of business on the books... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to collect twenty grand. Yeah, in the so you know next exactly thirty days. Yeah. yeah, so you can forecast a lot better, mm. and it allows you to plan a lot better, and allows you to uh, preempt any yeah um, kind of forks in the road. Yeah, gives you a lot more confidence, I think, as a business owner too. And that's something I'm trying to work with you on. You are, yeah. So how think, do we yeah. forecast better? Yeah, actually, that was my next point. I think startups in particular, it's something that, you know, they should really take heed of, right? Because it's it's so important. Even one-man bands, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you said you do it with your team. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really important. So Kasim and I are currently talking about me doing this more regularly because I think um, ever since when I started, I mean, Kasim knows this, you know, I've been so, it's so easy to get caught up in actually working in your business and focusing on actually delivering the service, doing things like forecasting daily is something that makes a huge, huge difference. I'm really glad that we've started looking into it as well. And it's that thing, control. Yeah. You've got control of your business so you can yeah. understand the, lever, the, the levers that you've got in your business. And yeah. one of them is, obviously, one is people. How yeah. to get the best out of your people. Yeah. One is, what I would say, sales. Mm-hmm. What's coming in. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is finance. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets fun as well, doesn't it? And people yeah. are reluctant. We talk about this. People are reluctant yeah. to talk about it quite, quite a lot. Because it seems well. so scary, and I get it. I really do get it, but it's not forecasting. It's not it, yeah. it, it made a huge difference to mm-hmm. our business, and probably people think, "Well, we already do it all." But then there's some businesses that just don't do it. Mm. Even established businesses mm-hmm. that just don't do it in the way that they should. Do it enough. Yeah. So that ours is really simple. Mm-hmm. What's new? Mm-hmm. What's existing yeah. and what's about to complete. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. It's as simple yeah. as that. We have three columns and we know exactly the, the deposits that we're going to be collecting. Yeah. We know exactly what projects are on the books. Yeah. And which ones are going to complete. Mm-hmm. And then we have the completed ones. Right, these are completed mm-hmm. and they're going to go into maintenance. We, we, have, we also have a, what I would call a floating column. Oh, okay, like floating like... That sounds rude, doesn't it? Floating column. Sounds like fun. I think it sounds great. Flo- what I call a floating <laughs> column, which is to do with um, a residual or oh, okay. ongoing okay. payments on yeah. a monthly basis. Yeah. And we get some that are yearly, some that are monthly, some that are quarterly. Yeah. Um, we need to know what's coming in. Of course. So how long would you say that takes, just out of curiosity? You say you forecast daily. To some people, it might sound like, well, I don't have the time to do that, particularly if it's just me doing everything. Honestly? Yeah. 10, 15 minute well, there conversation. you go. See, guys? It's a 10, 10 minute, 15 minutes con- con- conversation. Of your day, which makes a world of a difference. And you know that I have 7 a.m. meetings. You do, every day. With, with yeah. one of my business partners. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. meeting just to talk about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it then gives us focus for that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, we need to focus on this. We need to go go after this particular mm-hmm. client to get them to pay. That, that payment's stuck. Um, why haven't they paid? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So it's... Um, so that, that really makes it a lot easier 
and you're in control. Yeah. And it's that preemptive yeah. thing. It's so important. Yeah. I mean, you could. I, I suppose sometimes it feels as though, you know, you're going through a really sort of difficult or rocky patch. But I suppose when you do things like this every day, I bet it makes it a lot more manageable. So forecasting yeah. people, forecasting is hugely, hugely important on a daily basis. That's a the good third one. one yeah. Um, is just as important, yeah. I believe, is communication. Yeah, first and foremost. Communication internally, mm-hmm. if you've got a business partner or if you've got someone that you buddy up with, communicating mm-hmm. with them what your cash flow is looking like mm-hmm. and also communicating with your suppliers because you can't build a business without really good suppliers. Yeah. So if your payment is stuck, that it's going to have a knock-on effect. Yes. With your suppliers, suppliers. yeah. So communicating with them, but communication is so, so vitally important and communicating with your client as well because what the client doesn't want is unexpected or, yeah, unexpected bills. Bills, yeah. Or unexpected in their mind. Mm -hmm. It's expected from you, but it's Mm -hmm. not expected from them. Yeah. Particularly on, like, particularly in our business in the age, sometimes in agency where we... um, have annual bills mm-hmm. of hosting mm-hmm. and support. So your client could maybe not be expecting it yeah. if you haven't communicated And we've done that. Them. We've yeah. followed, followed that where we mm-hmm. sent out the invoice and they're ringing you up saying, what's this invoice yeah, for? Yeah, that's an awkward conversation. Nobody wants to have that conversation. No, and it puts you, yeah. it puts you on the back foot even though yeah. you're owed that money because, you know, they've got a website yeah. and it needs to be hosted. Yeah. It needs to have security. It needs to be supported yeah. on a regular basis. They don't see that work. No, it's something you could definitely, you'd definitely be better off avoiding that conversation altogether. And it's happened to me too, you know, a lack of, in my mind, you know, where I've thought, oh no, I've communicated enough, but actually I haven't. And then what happens is, you know, the client turns around and says, oh, I didn't realise I'd be, you know, I'd have to be paying for this or what is this invoice about? And yeah, I think... So setting milestones in place, you know, having, yeah. having communication with clients on a monthly basis. Yeah. Within reason, so not obviously... It might be a monthly basis if you're managing accounts... Yeah. It might be three months before saying, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, don't forget, you yeah. know. It's and then you've be done your bit, right? Then you've done your bit. And you've done yeah. your bit. And then, they, and then it, gives them, it gives you the opportunity to speak to them and maybe upsell yeah. some more stuff to them. Communicate yeah. some, tell them you've bought this new product out. You know, I think it's really, really good for you what, you what you might be doing. It's something that I think a lot of us sometimes forget about is just nurturing that relationship. So actually when you're communicating with your clients, repayments and stuff, it is really another good opportunity to really nurture that relationship too. So that's a good point, actually. And yeah. also, yeah, like I said, you know, the knock-on effects because you mm. might be communicated by the client to say, actually, and it's happened to it happens to us mm-hmm. quite often. Yeah. Um, where clients have said to you, "I've paid the invoice." Oh yeah. yeah. And we live in a world now, nearly honestly, we live yeah. in a world now mm-hmm. where payments, when they've been paid, they come into your bank account instantly. Yeah, they're instant, immediate. Mm. There might be some things where it's 24 hours mm-hmm. later, but right now we're in a world where when someone has made a payment, mm-hmm. that it lands into your account straight away. Yeah, especially if they've confirmed they've yeah. made payments, yeah. The saying it's been confirmed. Yeah. Well, confirmed means bugger all to me. Yeah. Well, that's happened the to payment me, has yeah. been sent. That means bugger all as well. Yeah. Have I when they say so, When they say to you, I have paid you now, mm-hmm. the money mm-hmm. lands in your account. Mm-hmm. And you've been in situations, I don't know, you've been in situations yeah, where people recently, have said, yeah. mm. people have said, the money's been paid. Or oh, it's been confirmed. And actually, it's so ambiguous as well, isn't it, within itself. And it's not, it's I've not, not received been, it straight away. Yeah. yeah. So, and in that instance, what do you do, Neely? I mean, you've been polite saying, actually, have you paid it? Have you not? I've got, you know, it's important to say that I've got a yeah. bit of a cash flow problem. I think, I think you need to communicate that. 
Would yeah, you definitely. Don't, don't be embarrassed to say, look, we've got a bit of a cash flow problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wait for some payments. We could really do with that payment coming yeah. in because we've got salaries going out. That is, think, yeah. I've done that in the past. Yeah. With clients I've got really good relationships with. And they've paid. Just be honest. And actually, that's something that I've really really taken on board given one of my recent experiences but don't yeah. say you've paid that you haven't and he hasn't landed in your account yeah 24 hours later 48 hours later 72 hours yeah. later and say you've paid well if you have paid then have you paid into the wrong account yeah is yeah. that the thing always follow up yeah definitely but what really kind of um, probably gets to me mm-hmm. is when people say they've paid <laughs> and they haven't and then you ask them have you paid and they're getting upset with you because mm-hmm. they're saying why do you keep asking it's like you were saying to me the other day it's like that whole guilt thing isn't yeah, it why, why, why are you asking me for your money <laughs> yeah guilt for the work that you've done guilt tripping your service providers is not cool you know whoever you're doing business with I mean that's an arsehole thing to do to be fair to say you paid yeah, when you haven't when you I mean, haven't paid and then saying oh I'm going to cancel the contract yeah. Yeah. Because you're asking me for your money. Yeah. And you know, it's amazing because a lot of that comes from embarrassment because people get so weird about money, don't they? They get so embarrassed about, you know, admitting to certain things or being completely honest. But yeah, saying you've paid when you know you haven't, that's an arsehole thing to do. So yeah, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so, so communication is really important. Yes, and I think if yes, you yes. have that open and honest conversation, sometimes people find it difficult. Mm. Let's be honest, it might be your customer saying, do you know what? I've got a cash flow problem as well. And yeah. in that instance, there's lots of different ways you can work on it. Oh, you can yeah, say, yeah. well, can you pay part payment? Mm-hmm. I can give you some grace in terms of, you know, some yeah. few day, few more days. And most people are really understanding and they would do that, wouldn't they? Well, you they know, say, we can split it into three, your yeah. final payment, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's about communicating mm-hmm. with each other because ultimately the flow of money is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, if your supplier, it might be that their, your customer's um, customer is yeah. not, has not paid them so yeah. it's had a knock-on effect on them so they're having cash flow issues so it's having now, yeah. now having a knock-on effect on you yeah and you're going to have a knock-on effect on your yeah. suppliers snowballs as you one like of the say, things yeah. that I'm you know I say that I'm really proud of mm-hmm. is paying our suppliers most of them on, on time. time yeah you know when you yeah. don't have a cash flow problem is, to, is that we make sure that our suppliers are looked after and that they're paid on time for the work that they're doing because if you if they can't do their work you can't do your work you can't deliver and then you can't deliver for your client yeah it should not be a battle it's quite simple no it should not be and I think I mean that is so like vital it shouldn't be so difficult and let's not forget these are people you'd like to do business with again obviously wouldn't you so it just makes sense to you know to to set those you know to yeah just to do things properly and it comes back to point number two if you have that communication with people, mm-hmm. you know, you can then start forecasting a lot better. Because yeah, you know so exactly you, what to expect, yeah. So you can say, well, okay, well, that payment's stuck because our client's got the cash flow problem. Mm-hmm. We've had clients that have had cash flow problems for months and months and months, and we've been speaking to them, and it's been fine. Yeah, because they're honest about it. Being honest about yeah. it, because what, you, what kicks into action then is say, okay, how do we get this money from yeah. somewhere else? How do we go on to... Um, or how, what do we do? Which goes on to point number four yeah. in a second. Yeah. So communication is really important. So if you haven't got a cash flow problem and you need to find the money to replace that cash cash from the client mm-hmm. that's paying you, what do you, how, do you do? What do you do? You can go to other clients mm-hmm. and say, look, we've got some, um, you know, we know we've, we're going to come to the end of the project now. Is it okay if you pay us a, mm-hmm. a part of it and hold some mm-hmm. part back? Instead of paying the last 10%, pay us 5% because mm-hmm. we've done that part. 
compares to the other book when we've done. So that's one way of getting some yeah. more cash in, yeah. into your cash flow, uh, sorting your cash flow mm-hmm. out. The second part is go out and do some more yeah. sales. Look for new opportunities. Yeah, look yeah. for new opportunities. They might take time, yeah. but it's important to look for new opportunities because you might get some quick wins. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. When you look, actually, you'd be so surprised when you're actually actively looking for opportunities. A lot of the time you'll find that there are potentially customers waiting for you to approach them with your services. And that is the case a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. You know, go out and do some more sales because yeah. inevitably, sometimes if you're not doing the sales... It has a knock-on effect two, three, four months down the line mm-hmm. because you haven't been collecting new, new, new projects. Oh, absolutely, has to be ongoing, and I think this is something we've all probably experienced, especially in the early stages, where you have like a really busy period and you're really busy, you're inundated, and then you have a dry period immediately after because you haven't been keeping on top of you know your sales and looking for opportunities. <coughs> Excuse me, um, this and this is particular. Well, across all businesses, mm. but particularly in owner managed businesses. Yeah, definitely. Where you are yeah. where you are the person that's delivering the service. Oh gosh, yeah. You're wearing so many hats, as I like to say. So you yeah. can't <laughs> possibly deliver the service and then go out for new clients because you might say, Well yeah, actually, you know, this is gonna take me a month to deliver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I also need to set the time aside to to, for my marketing, for example. However, yeah. and I'll talk about this in a different podcast, yeah. Yeah. is about how you manage your time because I believe I manage my time really well. Actually, you manage your time impeccably well, I have to say. Particularly with all the other time. stuff that I'm doing as well, you know, yeah. the, the Chambers of Commerce, mm. the charity work that I do, the businesses mm. that I run. Managing your time is so, so important. Mm. Like and military having, style, somewhat, in a good way. Yeah, it has. Way. Yeah, yeah. It has Scheduled, I mean, yeah. I still don't think it's perfect, no, you, you, you are amazing with your timekeeping. I'm quite sloppy compared to you, but well, it's I'm, such I'm, a skill. I'm of the ilk. There's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And you only literally need six hours to sleep. Yeah. I've, I've had, yeah. Some, some people will say, well, actually, you probably need four hours. Really? Four hours sleep every day? As a business owner? That's not healthy, surely. Yeah, no, but yeah. then you have, oh, you've got to have downtime as well. So yeah, of course. Having downtime is yeah. important as well. Yeah. Work hard mm. and play hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, time, like you said, we'll do a separate podcast about this, but time management is, I mean, that is key. So, yeah, so sales. Music, so yeah. sales is hugely, hugely mm-hmm. important. You've got to feed the beast. Ongoing. Ongoing, feed the beast. And get excited about it. You know, people, I feel like we just need to get more excited about sales. selling. Yeah, why not? It's, yeah, it's, not it's, it's a dirty word, isn't it? Yeah, we make it out as if it's like... You know, when you when you go on social media and stuff, and every other person is talking about, oh, don't sell to your prospect. You know, as if it's like really taboo. Well, you know, not, but you know, you know, I, I, I should do this more because yeah. I, I've become a bit kind of a, not complacent, mm. but a bit more conditioned by what people say about networking and stuff and going to um, events or yeah. going to meetings. Like, don't you ever sell? Which you I shouldn't do in the first instance, but you know. No, you shouldn't. But yeah. you know what? I've, there's been there's been pl- there's been times in the past mm-hmm. when I've gone into meetings and I've been, just been really bold. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our mantras mm-hmm. in our business is be, be brave, bold, yeah. be brave, be bold, and be empathetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and be brave and bold means, and I've gone into meetings where I've said, "Look, I'm here not to sell you anything that you don't want, but I am here." To, to sell you my services and what we do as a business. Yeah. Now, if the fit is right, mm-hmm. then, you know, quite happily would want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've laid the ground up front mm-hmm. 
And, I, and I've said to them, I say, all too often people come in and they're quite apologetic about what they're, yeah. what they're selling. There's a reason why I'm in this meeting. Yeah. And yeah. the reason is, is I want to do business with you mm-hmm. because we've got a product that will help you solve to your help problem. you, yeah. And it's amazing. When you change the tone and the messaging of it, it suddenly doesn't become that difficult anymore. I mean, one of the reasons why I did so well in hospitality is because we always spoke about upselling and selling and not feeling you know guilty of doing that because actually what you're doing is you're making your customers life better or more comfortable so you know so sales is a good thing about it and yeah. last but not not means least mm-hmm. um, to get cash in quite yeah. quickly it's something that i don't like doing and i have done it in the past and it's worked yeah. um, because i was stuck in a in a situation because you know we we were we, we were desperate for some yeah. cash to come in. Mm-hmm. Salaries were going to go out. Mm-hmm. It's coming to the end of the month, and um, you know we need to get in. It's, it's, to give a, thing, yeah. it's to give a discount on the invoice, mm-hmm. a, like a one or two percent discount. Mm-hmm. Saying, look, if you pay it now, I'll give you a two percent discount, mm-hmm. and that's usually worked. Yeah, because you need as a one-off, yeah. as a one-off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, don't get into the habit of doing it. You don't want to be known as the person because who offers mean, discounts. Yeah, and that's you know, usually on the larger invoices. Yeah where you can get a glug of money coming in quite mm-hmm. quickly. Not so much the smaller ones. Yeah. The bigger ones, you know, might be 10 grand, 20 grand. Yeah. And you think, right, okay, let's give them a 2% yeah. discount. And then it gives you some breathing space as well, doesn't and it? You've got when that, that, when that comes in, in quickly. And, and, yeah. and that's happened. And that's yeah. happened in the past where yeah. people have done that. So we would suggest that as a last resort, wouldn't we? Absolutely yeah. as a last resort. And in certain, only in certain cases. Yeah, banks do it as well. This called factory. Yeah. Where banks will... Um, uh, you banks will look at what you've got invoiced mm-hmm. and they will say they will give you the money up front mm-hmm. and they will take a percentage it might be five ten percent i don't know what it is mm-hmm. and then they will chase the money for them yeah no it makes a lot of sense i think um, it's a good so tip it can work, you know, if you need it to can do work it. and particularly you... in where you've got people businesses mm-hmm. um where you've got contractors mm-hmm. and you need to pay the contractors yeah um you need to get that money up front before yeah. you pay them because obviously you want to get the contractors paid on time yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's a that's a great great way of doing it. I wouldn't advocate doing it all the time. No. But if you're really stuck, give a one or two percent discount on yeah. the on the invoice. Does it even have to be a great amount actually? Does no, it doesn't. It? It's just the the whole incentive of it. Yeah. Is appealing. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. There are top five yeah. things of sorting out your cash flow. Really handy those. I think really sort of things you can put into effect straight away can't you number one manage your expectations yeah. number two nearly forecasting and the importance of doing it consistently number uh, three number three is communicating communicating to all parties your customers your clients um, and your suppliers to make sure that you know you're on top of it and keep communicating yeah um Number four, nearly. Number four is uh, always looking for sales opportunities and, again, doing that consistently so that, you know, you're not having to experience a dry period or anything like that. Brilliant. Number five. And number five is give a very small discount on the invoice value. If you need to. If you need to get the money up front. Yeah. So there you have it. Great. This is... um, that was good, wasn't it? This has uh, been a good podcast, I yeah. think. Hopefully you've learned some nuggets on there. I hope so. Lots of value, I think. Loads and one. loads of value. Yeah. Um, and we look forward to our next podcast. By the way, um, we would love you to like, share and subscribe and give us some feedback on what you yes, like please. about our podcast and mm-hmm. some of the topics if you're in um, an agency, content agency or a, um, a digital agency, mm-hmm. you're in the hospitality sector, some of the things that... 
you like and love about these sectors mm-hmm. um, and we will discuss them yeah we would love to we're looking forward to hearing those and I'm flagging now are you probably can hear in my voice yeah well, the so thing is you've, get... you've got a few hours left I've got so. a few more hours left but thank you for yeah. listening um, and we'll see you on our next podcast and after three nearly one <laughs> two three we, we just want to be famous, famous. What a load of bollards.